Hey, what's up? My name is Jason. I'm the pastor of Church in the Wild. Thank you for joining us in the wild, where we have sermons, conversations, interests, all the things that make us who we are. Thanks for jumping on here. You matter. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Church in the Wild. You made it. You made it through 2020. Congratulate yourself. You did it. You survived 2020, came out on top. You should clap for yourself. It's okay to be excited about that. We are here in 2021, whole new year, whole new day, same God, same miracles, same church. It is a blessing. I am so pumped. Let's air five someone today. Can you air five someone? We can't high five. Someday we will, we'll air five. Man, God is good. He is so good. God is full of mercy. He is full of love. I'm excited, man. We've just had some really cool things. Um, we did a Heart for the House offering in December, and our goal was $10,000 towards our building. We actually have doubled that so far. Um, really, really cool to just see what's happening on a daily basis. And um, we saw more people saved last year than we did the year before, which I'm excited about. We baptized more people than we did the year before. We had families restored. God is good. And it is, God says his mercies are new every morning. So let's look forward today. Let's move forward today. Let's embrace the day that God has given us. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So let's rejoice today. Let's be glad. Let's worship. Clemson is no longer in the picture. They learned their lesson. All right. You don't talk trash as a head coach. Come on. We all know that. That's like a cardinal rule. You don't do that as a head coach. You got six more years to beat Michigan. So now that Harbaugh's re-signed, you guys should all be happy today. It's a good day. God is good. Let's sing, let's worship, let's rejoice with all of our hearts today. Whole new series. Um, we're looking at a series and called How Not to Build a Home based off of all of my fails as a construction worker. So um, How Not to Build a Home is going to be fun. Today we're going to talk about three foundations that we all need to be developing daily. Um, three foundations that if we, if we develop these, if we grow these foundations, and if we take time, uh, we will then have a beautiful, wonderful home. And I got to warn you, uh, this series was supposed to be in March. So I've had like months to just, so these sermons are going to be long because it's just been months and months uh, when we were, uh, me and Dustin, we're talking, getting coffee and all of a sudden everything happened and everything shut down. And so we put all of our series on hold and said, let's talk through Hebrews and let's talk about moving forward. And um, so we went through all of that. So this series was supposed to be last March, but I'm, I'm excited about it. We're going to talk about today about building the foundation of you building the foundation of two, and building the foundation that is true. So, do you like construction? Would you say you're, you're good at handyman jobs? Anybody? A couple of you? Uh, how about this? Are you good at giving your spouse a job, sort of like a chore list? Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, I'm bad at construction. Full, full disclosure. I cannot do it. I have failed. I did. I did build a shelf, and it was level. And I, I very cautiously put something on it, and it held up. And so I feel like I'm like the husband of the year now because 2021, I'm going off strong. Um, I feel like, man, I'm succeeding as a man. I, I hung a shelf. 
Which, can we just talk for a second about why shelves are ever 20 inches long? Like, why are they not 16 and 32? That's how far the, the boards are apart, the studs are apart behind them. Let's just make them all that way. Uh, man, <laughs> I don't understand that. What I'm good at is destroying things. Like, you give me, uh, I worked for construction. I did two jobs. Um, two different companies hired me, and all they would do is like paint an X on a wall and there would be like a sledgehammer and a crowbar and a uh, wheelbarrow and a dumpster and I would just go in and do my thing. Like it was just a blast. I'm really good at breaking things, not so good at putting them up. So when we first got married, my uh, wife gave me a chore of hanging a curtain rod, which to some of you men right now is like, yeah, big deal, curtain rod. I had no tools. We'd just been married. I did not even own a screwdriver. Right. Uh, we had I had no experience. My dad's house looks exactly how it looked when he bought it over 40 years ago. The master bedroom is still exactly how it was. The curtains are everything is the same. So I had no tools. I had no experience and no clue. So we've been married about like six months at this time. We hadn't really had one of those marital discussions. You know what I'm talking about? That hadn't really happened yet. Um, and about an hour later, the curtain was hanging. By one screw, it was leaning forward. The curtain would not, was not being held up. Uh, there was about 20 holes in the wall. There was one hole from a hammer. I don't know how that, hole, <laughs> how that hammer hit, but it was there. Um, there was some words said. There was a discussion had. And the curtain was, rod was barely, barely hanging by a thread. So when we talk about building a house, that's my experience. Now, sadly, when we talk about building a home, because a home is different than a house. A home is the family, and the house is the building that they live in. Sadly, most people make mistakes that are similar to mine. They, they start off with no tools, they start off with no clue, and they start off with no help, no experience, right? The only experience most of us have when it comes to building a home is what we witnessed happen as kids, which could or could not be a good thing, right? Might, might be a good thing, might not. That's how most of us begin when we go to start a home. So there's a lot of mistakes that people make when building homes. And I think there is a person who made one in the Bible. Uh, you can look at Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. There's a man in here who makes a mistake. Now, he makes a mistake in building a house that I think most of us make when building a home. So look at Matthew 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them shall be like unto, and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon sand. The rain descended, the floods came, the wind blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So in this passage, we have two men. One builds his house on a foundation. The other probably took a lot less time building his house, probably enjoyed the view. I, I picture any house built on sand to be on a beach, probably was able to eat brunch and just sit there and like, man, this view is great. This is wonderful. And look at all the time I saved by not having to build on a solid foundation. But one day a storm came. And when that storm came, 
all of the time he saved and all of the money he saved and all of the gorgeous views of the sunrise or the sunset no longer mattered because he did not spend enough time building on the foundation of the house. The house fell down. Reminded me, uh, I talked to a guy recently. We were talking about planning a church and he was asking me, how did you plan a church? What do you, you know, what do you want to do? All these questions about church. So I told him like, you got to, you got to, be as healthy as you can possibly be. You got to have the healthiest team you can possibly build and you got to get as much training as you can possibly get. And the man said to me, oh, I don't need any of that. I already got all that. I'm good. I've been trained years ago. So I told him, you can never spend too much time working on the foundation. This is true in our homes. You can never spend too much time building on the foundation of your home. Now, we're not talking about house now. We're talking about homes. And in homes, there are three foundations. There is the foundation of you. There is the foundation of two. And the foundation that is true. So let's talk about the foundation of you. I'm going to pray and we'll jump into this message. Heavenly Father, God, you are so good to us. God, you brought us into this new year with new opportunities, new mercies, new grace, new hope, renewed vision. You brought us together. You not only helped us get through it, you got helped us get through it with others. And we are here. And you have great plans for us. And you have great plans for our future. And you have even better plans for us than we have for ourselves. You have great plans for our families and our homes. God, help us to begin 2021 building on you. Help us to be people who say, okay, on the foundation Sunday of the year, I'm going to be building on the proper foundations from this moment forward. God, there's a lot of things we could build our homes on, but they're not foundations. So help us to be building and developing these foundations daily. Lord, and speaking of things that just help us build, coffee helps us do almost everything. Or when you wake up and you have a nice warm cup like I did this morning, it helps give me energy. When you have the second cup, which I had today also as well, it gives you even more energy. Thank you, Lord, for you being our solid rock and never changing. We love you. We are thankful for you. We are thankful for coffee. In Jesus' name, amen. I feel like coffee gets a couple extra ones today, right? Yeah, it's a new year. Let's give it a couple extra ones. If, if you had someone who was teaching you how not to build a home, their very first tip for you would be spend as little time in the foundation as possible. If you were having someone show you, hey, this is the way not to do this, they would say, don't worry about the foundation. It'll take care of itself. Instead, have really fancy window shutters. Instead, have a really cool wraparound staircase. Instead, maybe build one of those walls that, you know, you can go through and there's a fish tank or something. Build something cool. Don't worry about the foundation. People who are, are teaching you the wrong way to build a house will tell you not to even check the foundation. Don't look at it. Don't worry about it. But the truth is you can never spend too much time developing the foundations. You cannot be too careful making sure the foundation of a house is good. This is why they have inspectors come in and look at it. But sadly... We often spend more time worrying about the foundations of our house than we do the foundations of our home. So while we worry about whether or not our house is built on a good foundation, 
We take our marriage and we spend more time preparing for the wedding than we do for the marriage. We spend more time preparing for the, the baby room to look pretty than we do preparing on how to be a parent. We spend more time making sure we have all the nice things and building our homes on everything besides the proper foundations. Truth is, you will most likely get married. 89% of people in America get married at least once. You will also most likely have kids. 86% of Americans have at least one kid. And you will most likely own your own home. 67.4% of Americans own their own home. And as important as these things are, it is for, far more important to be prepared and to have the tools needed and built on the right foundations. So we often look for fun things in relationships. We try to build a relationship off of um, things that are good, things that are important, things that are fun, things that are great, but that are not the proper foundations. So we have to develop our foundations. So let's look at the first one, the foundation of you. And right off the bat, I'm sure people are thinking like, why am I one of the foundations of my house? And here's why. Your home will only be as healthy and as holy as you are. I'm going to say it again because it's important to hear. Your home will only be as healthy and as holy as you are. If you are not developing yourself, and if you are not growing spiritually, if your faith is not growing and developing, if you are not as a human being developing yourself, your home will never be the healthy home that you want it to be. See, what we so often do, I feel like Disney lied to us. They taught us to look for Prince Charming. They taught us to look for Mr. Incredible or Mrs. Incredible. They told us to look for the person, perfect person, and that's good. You should, but you should also focus on becoming the right person. See, marriage and the home is as much about becoming the right person as it is marrying the right person. It is good to be picky and look and say, hey, I want this in a relationship. But far too often we then say, but you have to accept me for exactly how I am but I need you to be this, 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 and this, and this. And we forget to build the foundation of you. We forget to look at improving and developing and growing ourselves. Somebody said this, become the person that you dream about. Become the person you dream about. If you have like this, if you're married and you're like, oh, I wish my spouse was like this, be that person. If you're single and you're like, man, this would be the dream girl, dream guy, become that human. Become the person that you dream about. Stop looking for the right person and become the right person. Consistently work on yourself because you are one of the foundations of your home. So develop yourself constantly. Never stop learning. Self-assess. Self-reflect. Pray. Study. Journal. Be more honest with yourself about yourself this year. Have 2021 be the year where you are more honest about yourself with yourself than you are about others. Have mentors. In fact, have mentors that disagree with you and with each other. Everyone seems to want to have an elder or a mentor, but they want that one that just agrees with them on everything. The Bible says in Proverbs 11:14, in a multitude of counselors there is safety. It's important to have people who mentor you. It's important to have multiple ones because they're not always going to agree. 
I will give you an example out of my own life this week. This week, something happened in our life. I called three pastors. I called Johnny Hunt. He's the, he runs Who's Your One. He's a really good friend of mine. He mentors me. He gave his opinion on what I should do. His opinion was like the most polite, kind, southern gentleman way of dealing with the problem. I called Dean from LifePoint. Dean mentors me. Um, Dean's work was focused on the practicality of the problem. Take this step, this step, this step, and say these seven words, and it's going to be okay. And then I called Travis. Travis spoke here last year from, from Covenant Church. If you know Travis, Travis is like, Bro, you better rain fire down. <laughs> I just started like, here, you know what the problem is, Williams? You're the problem. You're not a good enough leader. <laughs> like, that is exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. So often we have a mentor, which is code for I just get someone who agrees with me on everything. But that's not going to develop you. Sometimes you need the person who loves you enough to say, I love you. You're not going to want to hear this, but here it is. Have a Sabbath. Sabbath is important. Rest. Get healthy. Schedule time alone. You have to schedule time by yourself to rest and to recover and take a Sabbath. In our church, we have ways that we can help you build the foundation of you. We have groups. Uh, groups begin January 10th. Uh, yeah, yeah. Groups are awesome, and I'm looking forward to this session. Groups are one of my favorite things. I think this is going to be one of the best sessions. There's a lot of really good opportunities. Uh, we have a men's one. We have a women's one. We have a couple's one. We have a young adult's one. And we've got a lot of opportunities. They're so important, and they help us develop ourselves. Join a team. Not only that, but as far as developing ourselves, we have a podcast. Our church podcast plays our sermon. It plays a message about marriage. It plays a message about men. It plays a devotional, like an expository devotional. i got to warn you about that one. I get a little bit long-winded in that one. Um, it was supposed to be five minutes long. This past week's was 18, and it was about 1 Peter 1. So <laughs> like that's, that one gets a little bit deep. Um, but there are good ways to develop yourself. You can find those on Spotify. And people say, well, I don't have 10 bucks for Spotify, but you stopped at Burger King. So you got 10 bucks. Burger King's 10 bucks these days, right? Figure out a way to be developing yourself. If podcasts are not your thing, all of the same messages are on YouTube. They're all on there. Not only that, uh, we have discipleship and mentoring. You can ask some of the people I mentor. Being mentored is like going through a cheese grater for a conversation. It's like coming out on the other side like, oh, yeah, okay, all right, that was fun. It's important that you take time this year to develop yourself. Your house and your home will only be as healthy and as holy as you are healthy and holy. If you are dependent on your kids to be the healthy ones in the relationship, or if you are dependent on your spouse to just drag you through this year, if you are dependent on the church to maybe pull you through, you're missing the point that a home is built on you. You are one of the foundations. That one's not fun, so let's talk about the foundation of two. The foundation of two. Work on developing your relationship. Work on developing your relationship. Work on your marriage. Work on it. Not just until you are married do you work on getting to understand women or men. After you're married, you need to work on it even more. Not just until you have kids. Work on your relationship until you die. Because the two of you are one of the essential foundations of a home. 
Truth is, if your relationship is solid, the kids will most likely be solid. If your relationship is loving, the kids will feel that and they will be loving as well. If your relationship is healthy, the kids will most likely be healthy. So how do we do that? Well, look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. 1 Peter 3, 7. Women, you get a verse off because this verse just yells at the men. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Now, if you want to know what that whole verse means, it is on our podcast. It is on our YouTube channel. It is not as offensive as it sounds, all right? But let's look at that part. Dwell with them according to knowledge. Dwell with them according to knowledge simply means... Get to know your wife, husbands. Like it's a whole verse just reminding husbands you should be able to talk about more things than Ford Broncos and football. You should be able to have a conversation with the girl of your dreams. Get to know them. How do you do this? Date. Date. Fight for a date night or date day. And you will have to fight for it. It is going, life is going to pull you in a thousand directions and you're going to have to say, it is important to me that I get to know my spouse. It is important to me that I get to know who you are now, not just who you were when I was dating. You ever, you ever, uh, my, both of my hands are raised in this. You ever be guilty of that? Like I assume that because my wife liked one drink when we were dating 11 years ago, that that must be her favorite drink now. Get to know your spouse now. Study each other learn each other, ask questions of each other, talk to each other, love each other, pray with each other, build a foundation of two. It's hard. I get it. I understand. I understand that that is not easy in today's world. I understand that culture tells us get married and once you have a baby, forget about your spouse until they're gone. But the truth is children are wonderful, but they can distract you. You married each other. In fact, as parents, you have two jobs. Your job is to teach your kids how to love and leave. Leave you and love you. That's your jobs. Look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. From the moment your child is born, I hate even talking about this, I cry at every wedding I do when the father walks the, the daughter down the aisle and I start I instantly dislike whoever it is. Like, I love Kevin, but when Erica's dad was walking him down, I was like, Kevin, you jerk. How could you do this to her dad? <laughs> right? Like, uh, I, I love it. But listen, it is our job as parents to train our kids how to leave us successfully, how to be an independent human, how to be developed on their own and make it in this brutally hard, difficult world. And it is our job to teach them how to love somebody else. How do they do that? By watching us. That is something that is not taught. It is something that is caught. And if they see you love your spouse, they will learn to love their spouse. You model it and you live it. And you develop the foundation of two. And your home begins to become solid. If your kids are the foundation then you will not have a solid foundation if you don't have kids. And you will not have one after they're gone. 
I talked to a lot of people in their late 50s who are like, yeah, once my kids left, I realized I didn't even like my wife, much less know her. And what a tragedy. That's because we didn't build on the proper foundations. That's because we didn't spend time getting to know each other. Can I encourage you to do something? We did something this year. It was the best It was the most difficult thing we did, and it was the most fun thing we did at the same time. We went on a family vacation with our daughter. That was great. And then we went on one without her. And that was not easy, and it was not enjoyable. When we were, like, leaving, I'm like, oh, what are we doing? Is this the right choice? And when we got back from the vacation, it was like we had just come back from a honeymoon. And we were, like, in love, and we were like, man, our relationship is so great. Why? Because... 1 Peter 3, 7, husbands, deal with your wives according to knowledge. Get to know your wife again. I discovered that my wife likes to explore. I didn't know this. I also discovered that when we paddleboard together, she's going to actually tie her paddleboard to the back of mine and lay down and let me pull her through Lake Powell. Uh, And after about a mile and a half of me getting rocked by waves and sweating and thinking, like, what is happening? I look back and she's just like sleeping away. I didn't know this about her. <laughs> we would have had a change. <laughs> no, we would have had a conversation. No, we got to know each other in a way that we could not have had we brought Isla. And sometimes it takes a vacation to get to know each other. Now, if you're single, you're like, yeah, I can skip all this. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. As a single person, you have to build the foundation of who you are right now. You have to, as a single person, become the right person And and as a single person, you also have to get to understand your family, who you have in your life. Why do you think this way? Why do you believe this way? Hey, mom, can I ask you questions? Why did you guys do this? There is, is, I'm going to say this a hundred times, there's nothing wrong with asking your parents for advice. There's nothing wrong with it. It is not a sin. Okay, it's not against the rules to ask your parents, hey, how should I handle my budget? That's an okay thing. Get to know, build on that foundation. Number three, build on the foundation that is true. Build on the foundation that is true. Joshua 24, 15 is like this fascinating, powerful verse. In Joshua 24, 15, Joshua says, I don't know which gods you're going to serve. I don't know what you're going to do. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He makes it a priority that his family, Joshua said, me and my family, we will serve God. It will be a priority to us. Base all your relationships on Jesus Christ. Base it on him. Um, it, in fact, uh, as, as husbands, someone put this together. I, I, didn't, I think the guy's name is Shane Pruitt who put this together. But he said, if you do not value God now, If you do not value and prioritize God now, here's what will happen. Parents that don't make church a high priority for their kids, those kids grow up and make it less of a priority for their kids. Those kids grow up and make it no priority for their kids. And those kids grow up without even a concept of God. This man said, priorities today impact generations tomorrow. We have to be people who build our foundation on God. Being attracted to the other person is very important. It is not a foundation. Having the same horoscope as that person is very cool. If you're into that, I'm not, but yay. But it's not a foundation. 
having the same interest and liking the same movies and being fans of The Office, that's all good, that's all great, that's all wonderful. It's not a foundation. Cheering for the same football team is great. It's a lot easier than it is for us when one of us loses every year by 40 points. But it's not a foundation. Instead, have God be the foundation. Jesus Christ, the stone which the builders rejected, is the chief cornerstone of our house. The one who the builders said, yeah, we don't want anything to do with him. He fulfilled a prophecy by the leaders of religion saying, no, we don't want anything to do with him. Shows us how far too often we deal with God too. Yeah, that's a nice part that we'll add in later on. We'll add in God as we go, but really we're built on making money. Making money's fine. Making money's good. It's not a sin to make money, but it's not the, the foundation. Yeah, we, we just really want our kid to become a professional athlete. Good for you. That's great. Have them tithe here. That's wonderful. But don't let it be the foundation. Well, we just really want to be the, uh, the family that lives in a van and drives around. Cool. Good for you. But don't let that be the foundation. Well, we just really want to be the cool family. Great. But don't let that be your foundation. Let God be the foundation. Prioritize him. Make him the highest priority in your family. Have devotions. Pray together. Study together. Journal together. Learn together. Go to church together. Worship together. You don't have to worship here. You can worship as a family at your house. You don't have to wait for me on Sunday to say something before you start learning. You can learn about God in your own home. Prioritize him. Value him. Make him more than just a plaque that someone gives you that you registered for at Target that you put up and don't understand what the verse is saying. Because Chip and Joanna made it, so it's cool. Make him more than that. Make him the very foundation. Singles. Build your dating relationship on God, not, well, we're really good at physical touch right now. This part this is really fun. Okay, good. Make God the foundation. Make God the foundation. We're going to date. We're going to do this God's way. We're going to date with these foundations in mind. I know first Sunday of the year is supposed to be a fun one. You can do this. And it's not that way. I'm sorry. Make God the foundation of who you are. Make him the foundation of you. Make him the foundation of your marriage. He's the foundation that's true. He is the rock. Jesus said in Matthew 7, if you build on me, when the winds blow and the storms come, you won't fall down. Be completely honest, 2020 had some winds and some storms. And it's not like... The virus just decided that, oh, 2021, well, we're done. That was fun. It's not how that works. It's not like hard times just end because Ryan Seacrest counted down from 10 to 1. It's going to be challenges still coming. Storms are coming. Winds are coming. Hard times are coming. Good times are coming, but so are difficult times. And if you are built on God, you can withstand them. If you built your foundation on Him, yeah, sure, you can build it on other ways and your curtain rod can hang off and not hold the curtain and have 20 holes in it. Yeah, you can 
build a house that falls down. It, it, yeah, we, our relationship's so easy. Yeah, that, that's great. But what about when the hard times come? When the hard times come, you'll know, did I, did I build the foundation of me? Did I build the foundation of me and my wife? Did I build on the foundation of God? Did I center everything on who He is? Did I prioritize Him to my family? So I'm going to ask you all to stand to your feet. We're doing things a little bit different today. Um, a lot of our leaders are sick, and so they're not, not allowed to be here, so we're doing things a bit different. We're going to close with a prayer and then a video. I'm going to ask you today to make a couple choices. I think it's really good to challenge you. I think it's really good to also help you, give you practical applications to, to help you do what you're being challenged to do. But let me, let me challenge you with this. If you'll bow your heads and close your eyes. Maybe it's time at the beginning of a year, the beginning of a new decade. Maybe there's no better Sunday in history to say, hey, it's time for me to make sure that I'm building myself I'm developing myself. I'm committing to furthering and deepening and growing as a human being, much less as a Christian. But just as a human, I'm committing myself to develop. I'm going to build on the foundation of me. Would you raise your hand with heads bowed and eyes closed? My hand is raised. I got I to gotta build on myself. I need to learn. You can lower your hands. How about this? I'm going to build on the foundation of two. I'm going to build on the foundation of two. I'm committing to get to understand and know the people who are in my life. I'm committing to take time to learn them and study them and get to know them. Would you raise your hand? Awesome. Good. You can lower your hands. How about this? Joshua said it best in Joshua 24, 15. He said, we will serve the Lord. It wasn't a question. It wasn't a suggestion from him. He said, I don't know who you want to serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know what he was declaring? He was making a declaration that he was going to build on the foundation of God. So if that's you, if you're saying, hey, this is the year, 2021, starting it off, first Sunday of the year, we're going to build on the foundation that is true, that is God. Would you raise your hand with me? Awesome. Awesome. You can lower your hands. Keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed. How about this? You might have a question about that. Well, I want to build on the foundation of God, but I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I know this is kind of a harder sermon to hear on the first Sunday of the month. We thought we were going to come in and hear something fun. But just for a moment, would you consider the fact that the creator of the universe loves you? The creator of the universe loves you so much he sent his only begotten son. It's a fancy word. It means his only born son. That if you believe in him, you will not perish but have everlasting life. That means that if you choose to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can have a relationship and a life with him forever. What better way to begin a year and a decade than by choosing to receive the gift of salvation from Jesus. How do you do that? Well, you do that by realizing, first of all, that you're a sinner. The Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I know that's not fun to hear. I know no one likes to say that. Truth is, we all fail. We all sin. We are all broken. 
but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. There's another verse that says, even when we are at odds with God, he died for us because he loved us. And the gift of salvation is simply accepting the fact you were born a sinner and you will die a sinner unless you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and as the forgiveness for your sins. So I'm going to pray. In that prayer, I'm going to kind of help lead you through that. If you would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, with all heads bowed, all eyes closed, would you raise your hand now? Great, great, awesome. Let's pray. Those of you who have already accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, would you pray with me for the people who are raising their hand now? So as, as someone who's accepting Jesus Christ, you pray a prayer simply like this. You can pray it in your heart quietly. Heavenly Father, please forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible calls that salvation. It is turning from yourself and being saved by Jesus. Now, forever, all the rest of us, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, you are good, you are kind, you are gracious, you are loving, you are just, and you are holy. Help us, Lord, to be people who build our homes on you. God, help me to develop myself and help me to work on my relationship with my wife. But Lord, help me to do all of that based on you and through you and for you. The true foundation, the stone, the cornerstone, the one who can hold us up when hard times come. Help me to build myself, my spouse, my relationship, my children all on you. Help us to be a church full of people who serve the Lord and will glorify you in Jesus' name.